Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. In the uh, truth version of Psalm 62, verse 5, read, In my soul I wait silently upon God, for he alone is the one in whom I trust. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, so that nothing will cause me to be shaken. And at the very end of Jesus' prayer in chapter 17 of John, Jesus prayed, I have made you known to them, And will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. And that I myself may be in them. To me that has been an amazing prayer. That Jesus prayed that the Father's love for the Son might be in me, in you, in all who come to know him and are his disciples. And I've often wondered what it meant. I've kept praying, it not really knowing What would it be like to have the Father's love for the Son? Well, I don't know that I can answer that question fully, but I can at least begin to answer it because of the encounter that I had with Jesus here in this room on Friday morning. Those of you who were in the church of Horsham on Sunday, I spoke about what God showed me, the vision that he gave me of himself. And How many of you were not there on Sunday morning? A lot of you. Okay, well I might... Um, in a a few minutes say a little bit about that so that we all are up to speed together. The test of whether you have a true encounter with the Lord or not is what happens to you as a result. And when you have an encounter like that with him, many things happen all of a sudden. You are suddenly in a different, totally different place with God. I'm in a totally different place with the Lord this morning than I was here last Tuesday morning. Totally different. Now, having had encounters with the Lord like this before, I knew that would be the case, and that's what makes me hungry. People have often asked me, you know, what keeps you motivated to keep on seeking the Lord after all these years? Well, the answer is that. 
that every time you meet with God in one of the sovereign ways in which he chooses to reveal himself, he takes you into a totally different place immediately. It's as if you are just lifted into a new dimension of relationship with him. It's something you see you can't manufacture, you can't imagine. Uh, if you were to imagine something, it could never have that kind of effect upon you. And just one of, I mean, lots of things that have changed in me are sort of very personal, but um, just one of the things that has, if you like, developed or is developing within me now is this father's love for the son. And I found myself praying in a way that I'd, I'd never prayed before. It's very simple, but yet it's very different. I found myself saying, it began because every day I'd pray for give God thanks for all the people all over the world that have come into the kingdom, the, the harvest that has been reaped. And, and I keep praising the Lord for that. And also for all the backsliders that are coming back to the Lord every day. I mean, there's thousands of them. And I found myself praying, Lord, I'm so happy for you. that now you are being glorified in so many lives where once they walked in darkness, now they walk in light. I'm so happy for you. I'm so pleased for you, Lord. Because many of those that you've grieved over because they've walked away for you have now returned to you. I'm just so happy for you, Lord. I never prayed like that before. I never thought like that before. And the Lord said to me, how does any father love his son? If a father loves his son, the father is always pleased for every good thing that happens in the life of his son. You're happy for your children. So I'm continuing to make myself known to you. I'm putting the father's love for the son in you and that means you will be happy for Jesus about every good thing that happens in Jesus. And things are happening all the time in Jesus. I'm just using that as, as an example of every true encounter with God in, in the power of the Spirit leads to an enhancement of the Scriptures in our lives. That's the way you test whether people have had a real encounter with God or an encounter with some other spirit that isn't God. But the scriptures come to life, many scriptures will come to life in a new way for you. But you know, the focus, you see, is never on the experience. Remember what I've taught you for a long time. That in everything God has, there's a so that. 
and he will only meet with us, he will only uh, reveal himself to us in such ways so that his will and his purpose can be further outworked in our lives. So what matters is not so much the experience or the encounter or the moment when you actually meet with the Lord, but the fruit that this leads to. And so you, you go through a time where you are having to continually process what happened to you. What happened to you may have happened in only a few minutes, but it actually takes some little time to process all that happens. You don't even realize all that's happened uh, all at once. And I'm, I'm still in the processing process, <laughs> uh, where I'm still not evaluating, but still understanding what God has done and what he is doing and why he's working in me in the way that he is. And of course, uh, I've been impressing upon you, especially these last few weeks when ever since the end of the uh, first three weeks of term when we had the time of prayer and fasting, when we have really been crying out to the Lord with, with all our hearts in the way that Jesus speaks of in Scripture, uh, that all our encounters with God are not for ourselves. They're not for ourselves, you see. They're always so that he can be glorified, so that we can fulfill his plan in our lives, so that our lives can have a further impact on other people's lives. And one thing that you will not know or understand or appreciate, and I can understand that, is what it's like to be in, in my kind of position. Where, although you know, Pastor Clive is now a senior pastor and he effectively runs Kingdom Faith together with the leadership team, I still have that apostolic oversight responsibility for the spiritual direction in which kingdom faith goes. And I know through long experience that God always deals with the leadership first, always, and then with the body. The body cannot go where the leaders cannot go before them. To lead means that you are in the front and others are following. Now, that's not to say that you know everything depends upon you, because it doesn't. Everything depends upon the Lord, clearly, and what God does. But the leader can be the biggest cork in the bottle, because if the leader stroke leadership isn't in the right place with the Lord, then the whole body is affected. And of course you find that time and time again because it's true in every church that exists. The church is only as effective as the leadership in that particular church. So when you're in that position, you feel a tremendous sense of responsibility. Because you know, I've known, and, and you know, for, for most of you guys, you've never been this way before. God is doing something new. You're about to have a, um, 
a great encounter with God and because once it starts with the leadership and it'll start with everybody else too uh, then then you know your your God is going to do just great things in you and through you in in these coming things but I've been there many times before you know my my wife often says to me here we go again when <laughs> when things are building up to a new thing um and I, I won't say any more, but she, because, you know, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's not here and it might get back to her, so I won't say any more. But, but um, uh, you know, and, and when, you've, when you get to our age, actually, you, and you know what intensity is, you, you're involved, you engage in, to get to the place in God where you need to be, you, you wonder, well, do I have the stamina, do I have the perseverance to be able to do that? And I was actually going early this morning over my prayer diary for the last few days, and what God was saying to me in the build-up to what happened on Friday morning. And, of course, as, as I was listening to the Lord day by day, silently waiting upon him, as that scripture says, because that's what you do, at least for much of the time when you're in that secret place with him, you're silently listening to him, listening to his voice, listening to what he's saying through the word and by the spirit. You're waiting upon him. When you hear from him, then of course you have to process that and take hold of that and that's where all the intensity of prayer comes in. But those two things are complementary. The silent waiting upon him. I, I spend at least 45 minutes to an hour just doing that every day of my life. And, and yet when it comes to actually seeking and engaging with God, that's when we pull out all the stops. And because we, we have to appropriate and to lay hold of, of, of everything, God loves that kind of prayer that, that says, God, I will not be denied. You cannot deny me that which you have promised, that which needs to happen in me so that your will can be fulfilled in my life. So, you, you know, when you're uh, in this position, what, what my, my attitude on, on Tuesday morning, uh, Friday morning, was just to be so, so thankful to God. And so, 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 so relieved at last, at last that for which I've been seeking him for weeks, months, knowing that there, it, not knowing how it would come or when it would come, but knowing it had to come. I was just so thankful. And for the couple of days beforehand, as I read in my prayer, prayer diary, I saw this. I was afraid. I was really afraid of failing God of missing God, of, um, you know, thinking uh, so much depends, Lord, upon really allowing you to do in me whatever it is you want to do. And I cannot fail you. I must not fail you. And, you know, his assurances 
I've called you, I've chosen you, I've put you in this position so you will not fail me. But I think probably I had to get to that place, you know, before God did what he did. Uh, we get to the end of ourselves. In, in the vision that God gave me about the impure and the pure water, which I'll, I'll share with you in a minute because there's so many of you weren't there on Sunday. <coughs> I, I've recognized that the most impure thing in a Christian's life is self-righteousness because it's filthy rags in the sight of God. And self-righteousness is thinking you're right. And one of the things that God really has to teach us is we have absolutely no righteousness of our own. I never think I'm right. Because I know that Jesus is my righteousness. And the only way in which I can ever be right is by lining up with him, with what he's saying and what he's doing and, and, and being submitted and obedient to the leading of his spirit. So all this is about the will of God. It's about the harvest. It's about what God is wanting to do in us and among us so that we can see the harvest. So I'll just run very quickly through Uh, what happened and it came out of um, I'd been for the last few days going through the faith section of um, the truth version in, uh, in 150 themes in my daily prayer time and I, I just take a few of these things and I pray through them each day and I'd been praying through Job 11. Now, what I didn't know is that Pastor Clive apparently preached from this just a few weeks ago. But when I wasn't there, when I was preaching elsewhere, I didn't know that until Saturday when he told me. If you open your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him, this is Job 11. If you open your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him in prayer, if you turn away from the sins you have been committing and allow nothing ungodly in your house, then surely you can look to the Lord without shame. You can be confident and not fear the outcome. Then you will forget your troubles. They will be as water that has already passed under the bridge. Then your life will be filled with light, brighter than the noonday sun, and your darkness will give way to a new dawn. You will feel secure, for now you have hope. No matter what goes on around you, you can rest in safety. When you lie down, you will not be in fear of anyone. Instead, many will look to you. For favor. And God was speaking to me through that, and, and I was reading what He said to me that morning, Friday morning, before the eight o'clock. And I could see that now, I didn't realize it then, that God had been sort of preparing the way for what He was about to do. Because the great thing about God is He always works according to His predestined plan. I mean, he doesn't make plans as he goes along. He's got his plan for us and he brings us into 
that plan that he has set for us. And, and so he knew what he was going to do. Uh, so he was preparing the way. And you'll find that a lot of the things that God is saying to you now and the promises that he's giving you in prayer are paving the way for what he's going to do. And, you know, don't, don't doubt that. He, he would do whatever he needs to do to bring all those promises and all those words to fulfillment because he's not a man that he would lie. He doesn't deceive us. He doesn't build us up in expectation and then leave us flat on our faces feeling demoralized because what he said hasn't come into being. But, you know, he is the God of perfect timing. And he would do in you whatever he needs to do when the time is right in order to bring to fulfillment all those things that he has promised you. And uh, the, key, the key phrase in, in that scripture, that's the truth translation, was this, your troubles are like you know, the water that passes under the bridge. And you would have played sticks when you were kids, I'm sure, before you got into computer games where you, you, um, you know, throw a stick one side of the stream or river or whatever, then you race to the other side of the bridge to see your stick come out. And if you're in competition with your siblings or friends, you, you uh, are seeing whose stick will come out the other side first. But the point is this, that once that water has passed under the bridge, it can never pass under the bridge again that what was upstream then is downstream. And the Lord just showed me, I was standing on the bridge, looking upstream, and the water was polluted. It was dirty. And there were lots of rubbish and, you know, stuff floating on it. It was like a wide stream, or a, or a narrow river. It was uh, that kind of bridge. And this, this water was passing under the bridge and then away, downstream, never to be seen again. So all that impure stuff was sort of passing under the bridge and going away into the distance forever. And then the Lord showed me that the water had changed and that it was no longer impure, but the water was totally pure. There was no rubbish. There was no stuff floating on it. The troubles that spoken of in, in Job, it was pure. It was trouble-free. And this was the water that was now flowing under this bridge. And as I looked at this beautiful sort of crystal clear water, then I saw the Lord. He wasn't walking on the water. He was walking above the water, really, just above the water. And he was coming towards me. And, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of seeing and having such encounters with God before, and you, you know, you know it's the Lord. Let me tell you, you know it's the Lord when it's the Lord. 
And as he came towards me then, it was as if he rose up from over the water and just enveloped me. And you know, Jesus says, abide in me, live in me. And um, I can't explain. I just can't put into words what that means, what, what that's like. But then as I looked, continued to look, up the upstream, this pure water, I saw this company of angels coming also towards the bridge. And the Lord spoke to me and said, these are the angels that I'm deploying, that I'm giving you to help with the harvest because the harvest is going to be so great you won't be able to handle it alone. So, you know, the whole thing, you see, was all about the harvest. This isn't having a nice experience of God, but equipping us for the harvest. Not just equipping me, because this is going to have ramifications for all of us. But that wasn't the end of the vision, because I realized that I wasn't standing alone, but others were there standing with me. The leadership in Kingdom Faith, you, the team, the students, you were standing on that bridge. And the purity of heart that God has been working in us, that pure water was washing through all of our lives. And any, any impurity was just being washed out downstream, never to be seen again. And all the troubles and the conflicts they also were being washed away. But then more and more people, not only those in kingdom faith, because it's not just the team and students, but of course the people in the church, more and more people were crowding onto this bridge and, and people were coming out of darkness into light. They were coming out of, out of the world into the kingdom of God. So much so that the bridge needed to be expanded because what was happening is the flow of water in this stream or this river was increasing. The current was increasing. The amount of water was increasing. And what began as a stream or a narrow river was becoming a mighty river and actually then became a flood. And this bridge needed to be an enormous bridge that would actually span the floodwaters. And that so many people, the whole bridge was crowded. The whole bridge was crowded with people. This was the harvest that the angels were sent by God to help us gather, to enable us to gather. So I'm, I've got no hesitation in sharing these things with you. I mean, you, you, you put your faith on the line when you make statements like this, but I believe that now we're going to see the outworking of this. Months, years, in the 
how, however long that's going to take, I don't know. But God had promised me years ago, when he gave us the foretaste of this in the revival we had in, the, in 1980, that, um, you know, I would live to see it, so I'm here, and I'm going to live to see this, because this is what he's promised me for 39 years. And there's a sense in which I've been praying and believing and seeking God for this for 39 years. So if you think you've been going at it for a while, I was doing it before most of you were even born. <laughs> because I was living, I was living in the promise of, of what I saw then, which was mighty harvest. I mean, I've told you, we, we would expect to see a hundred or more saved at every meeting. Often we were seeing, well, I say often, on a number of occasions we were seeing a thousand or more come to the Lord in a, within a week. And that's in this nation. It's, it's, it wasn't um, just in other nations. And that God described as the foretaste. And that the feast would be better than the foretaste. And the foretaste was, was something that was happening really just in our ministry. It wasn't happening generally. But the feast will be happening all over the nation. Uh, more and more people will be will be uh, seeing rich harvest um, taking place all over the land. There's some good things happening already, so Pastor Clive was saying the other day, and, um, and that's good. But what happens in, in the kind of harvest that we're talking about is people come to such a deep and thorough repentance because of the purity of this water and the purity, you see, that God has been leading us into. Now, let me say this. If you'd asked me on Friday morning, are you ready? Are you in the state where it's right for God to do this? I would say, no way, not yet. He's still got so much stuff to do in me. Because, you know, when, when you know God and his holiness, you, it's not what you see about yourself, it's what he sees about you that you never see for yourself. Because he knows your heart and, and all the rest of it. He knows your motives, he knows your intentions, he knows your desires, he knows your thoughts, you can't hide anything from him. So if, if, if you said, I heard you, I would say, no way. But then you see... He chooses his moment, not because you're ready, but because he's ready, because it's his time. And when he does what he does, then so much of what you know needs to happen and yet it hasn't happened yet happens. It sort of just takes place. By his mercy and his grace, it's all down to him. And it's difficult for me to, to say all these things to you this morning because I don't want the focus at all to be upon me or even upon this vision because we're not responding to a vision. We're responding to the Lord. We're, we're responding to what he has been doing, what he has been revealing to us to be his will and purpose. This is is just like the, one of those points of contact, you know, the laying on of hands, anointing, and so on. I teach you these are points of contact between us and God. Well, having encounters with God like that, it's a point of contact 
that then enables the will and the purpose of God to be fulfilled. It takes you, launches you, if you like, into uh, a new time of, of um, well, a closer, oh, yeah, I don't know, you can use words and words and words, you know, closer walk with him. I mean, all kinds of things happen. You find yourself praying more. You find yourself just so thankful to God, really. It's all just thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because none of us could ever, 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 ever deserve any encounter with God. So... I praise God because I know you guys are in for a great time in the next few weeks. <clears throat> because, you see, God deals with the leadership and then with the body so that people are going to have all kinds of encounters with him. Not necessarily before the end of term. Some of you <clears throat> might come back having had real encounters for you while you've been away during, in between terms. Or when we kick off next term with the week of seeking with God, that's going to be a mighty time. It's going to be a mighty, mighty, mighty time. It'll be a wonderful time. Hallelujah. I'm so happy, so relieved, so thankful, because I know now that everything that God has been saying and promising is about to happen. In a sense, all that has taken place is that the Lord has announced himself. And he said, I'm even sending angels to help you with the harvest. It's going to be so great. So praise God for what he's doing now. But the momentum will, will, will gather. It isn't that everything will happen all at once. Uh, uh, what I saw in that river, you see, is is first of all the the flow of water will increase the current will get stronger and stronger then the river begins to get wider and wider so it becomes a mighty river and then a flood that's a process you see that's a process that would take place over the next few months perhaps next two or three years i don't know how long that's going to take but it's going to happen See, it's going to happen. Hallelujah, by the grace of God. Not because I've done anything. I want you to understand, I've done nothing. See? This really is not about me at all. This is about the Lord. I did nothing. Except meet with him. So he did everything. I did nothing. Oh, he answered the longing of my heart. He knows the longing and desire of my heart to meet with him. But when it comes down to it, it's just 100% totally the Lord. And as I said, I just felt must not fail I don't want to fail you Lord I don't want to stand before you on the day of judgment and say oh Lord I'm sorry I failed to fulfill you but because I know that 
I can never fulfill the will of God. You can never fulfill the will of God yourself. It has to be the work of God in you. It has to be the spirit. It's not by might or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So you needed to, you needed to know what has happened because this is, this is a, a kingdom faith event. It's not a Colin Urquhart event, right? This is a kingdom faith event because it's going to have repercussions for all of us. But don't let's, let, let's keep. God, God said to me on, on the Friday morning, before all this happened, he said to me, this, this um, bridge, you standing on a bridge, will live for you every day for the rest of your life. And, and, you know, I mean, I just sort of wrote that down in my prayer diary. You'll always remember this. And, and never even figured why, but I know why now, because you can never forget such encounters with the Lord. So I praise God. And I pray for you guys. The last few days, I've, I've my heart just really goes out to you. I, I pray so much that you are just all, I know you're going to, you're going to have those encounters with God that you've longed for, that you need, probably different for each one of us because we're all totally unique. But then, let me just finish with this because then we're going to pray. The Lord said to me this morning as I was preparing for this, Let's come back to that scripture that Jesus prayed. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. And so the Lord began to show me. I'm not saying this is the full extent of what that means, but it's the beginning of what it means. But I was so pleased for Jesus in in everyone who's coming into his kingdom, in everyone who's, all the backsliders that are returning, everyone who's loving in, living in loving obedience, I thank God for them every day. And I thank God for all those that are laying down their lives in love for him to reach the lost, the, the desperate, the poor, the homeless, those in refugee camps, the addicted and the perverted and so on. I just thank God for every one of them. But I'm doing that in a different way now. Thank you, Lord. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just so happy that you're pleased with what you're accomplishing through those people, that you're so blessed. I'm so pleased for you, Jesus. And then the Lord said to me, do you realize that if they love you, everyone in kingdom faith will be pleased for you because of what you have encountered with me. If they love you, they won't be saying, oh, that's just Colin Urquhart, or good for him, or whatever. But they will be pleased for you. That will be the evidence of their love. And your love for them will be expressed in being pleased for them in every encounter they have with God. That's part of loving people, isn't it? Being pleased for them. 
When things are going wrong, you're concerned for them. When things are going right, you're pleased for them. Hallelujah. So, do you continue to cry out to God or have your eye? No, you'll cry out with even greater intensity once you've met with the Lord like this. I mean, I, I think back to former times when, when we've had great moves of the Spirit and, and after the encounters that we have with God, everything is that much more intensive. But so much more happens as a result and you see so much more activity of the Holy Spirit. But, um, you know, uh, you, you've heard me say that that in those times of revival, we would pray for two hours before a meeting. If we were leading a public meeting, we'd be praying for two hours. And, and the first hour, we'd just be going full out for God, just like that. And we weren't praying for the meeting or the people or the place. In the second hour, that's what we did. We prepare for the meeting, we pray for the place, pray for those coming to the meeting. God would make us aware of what he was going to do. But the first hour was always just for the Lord, to praise him, to glorify him, to meet with him, to encounter him. And so we, we would go in to the meeting having had a fresh encounter with God. Because that's what happens in revival. You don't just have something that kickstarts you. You keep meeting with him. And, 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 and so, uh, you know, we, we would go into the meeting knowing what was going to happen. We knew the, the, the. We could even sometimes write a list of the miracles that would happen before the meeting even began, because the Holy Spirit sort of reveals these things to you. So, uh, you know, great, greater things lie ahead of us. I, I, I never went there, but people who went to prayer meetings. Uh, in Yongi Cho's church in, in uh, South Korea, used to tell me that, I mean, the noise, because there were thousands of people, the noise was just unbelievable. Because when they prayed, everybody was just going so full throttle for God. It was just unbelievable to have all this. And they had a great big bell. If the leader wanted to say anything, he had to ring this bell to shut everybody up. <laughs> It, it, it was the only way of being heard. You could never be heard through a microphone. The noise was so intense. I, I don't know. I, I could understand that if you, if you put what we experienced and multiplied it a few thousand times, that's what you would get. So, my dear friends, I, I've been so thankful to God for you lot. I really have. Because, you know, we... We are all in this together. And while the, I don't know if you remember, but Friday morning it was very intensive, the crying out for God. And there was I meeting with the Lord in the midst of all that. And, and I know it's not, not just me. This is God answering our prayer and what he's going to be doing in all of us. And I believe that part of what God is going to reveal in all of us is the Father's love for the Son will be in us. We'll find ourselves loving Jesus like the Father does.
Come on, let's stand to our feet. Can you thank the Lord for him, for his faithfulness, for his love? For his mercy, for his grace. Let me tell you, this is a work of his amazing mercy and grace. Amazing mercy and grace. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. See yourself standing on that bridge and see that purity of the water that is flowing down that stream. And what, what I see, you see, is as the purity of that water come, passes under the bridge, it purifies all those who are standing on the bridge. It keeps purifying them. So that if anything impure has entered their lives, they are made pure again. And then all that impurity passes downstream, never to be seen again. That when that, that water passes under the bridge, the troubles, the concerns, the cares, the, the, the things that are, are, are real issues and challenges in people's lives, they're being dealt with. And all those things pass downstream, never to be seen again. They're resolved. People are set free from them. See yourself standing on that bridge. Hallelujah. You're part of that company of believers. And God is sending angels down that, down that river. Hallelujah. To be with us, to encourage us, to serve us, to help us with the harvest. Hallelujah. Karabatotapara sangaria letub. Papapara Satabaria Lepu Papasoto di Santana Papaparia Zito di Sandaria Lena Mazunto di Santana Paparia Leto Papaparazoto di Sandara Mazuna Papapara Sandaria Leto Papapara Sandana Basta Calaria Leto Papapara Sandaria Leto Papapara Sandana Vasandaria Leto Papapara Sandaria Leto Papapara Sandana Papa para sandaria leto papa para sito di sandara masinama hallelujah hallelujah papa para sandama landama oh papa para sandaria lenama and jesus prays this eternal prayer to the father for you and he says i will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them.
and you thank the Lord that he is going to impart to you the love the Father has for the Son. That you will be so happy, so pleased for the Son, so happy for every way in which the Son is blessed, so pleased for everyone in whose life he is blessed, he is glorified. You'll be so happy for Jesus, so pleased for him, because his will is being outworked in the lives of those people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm so happy for you, Lord. I'm so pleased for you. I'm so pleased for you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're blessed in every transformed life, in every changed life, in everyone who comes out of darkness into light, in every backslider who turns back to you, in every child of yours who lays down his or her life in love in order to serve others, in order to take your love and your compassion into their lives, in order to reveal who you are to them. I thank you, Lord, that you are so blessed by those in whom you live and work in such ways, those who are so devoted and dedicated to you. I'm so pleased for you, Lord. I'm so pleased that you are being blessed and more and more people every day. I'm so blessed. I'm, I'm so pleased, Lord, that you're blessed in all who leave their own ways to walk in your ways. In every child of God who, who lays down his life for you, for the kingdom, in order to serve you and to be a blessing to you. Oh, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much. I'm so happy for you, Lord. I'm so pleased for you, Lord. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Popapapara sandaria leto, papapara sandara masinama. Popapapara sandaria leto, papapara sandarama. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So just agree with God that you're going to go on waiting for him, waiting upon him in that secret place, in that silence, silently waking upon him, being sensitive to his voice, being aware of what he wants to work in you and praying you what he's saying to you through his word, that the spirit and the word will work together in your life. Just thank him that he's in that secret place with you and he promises that to see what you do in secret, in that secret place, and he will reward you openly. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean the reward is always in the secret place, you see, <laughs> but he will reward you openly. He will move in your life in an open way. So just praise him.
thank him. You know, you can have rich encounters with God in the secret place, but you can have great encounters, perhaps even more significant ones, wherever he chooses, whenever he chooses, because you're not an isolated individual. You're a member of the body. And what he's cons all concerned about all the time is the welfare of the body, the fulfillment of his purpose for the body. Hallelujah. And part of his promise, you know, that goes with all this is that he will prosper all those who stand on the bridge. That is what was in that scripture that we read from Job. Hallelujah. You're going to prosper in every way that you need to prosper. Kingdom faith is going to prosper. Hallelujah. In every way we need to prosper. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. With the spiritual breakthrough comes every other kind of breakthrough that is needed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Karapatita para sandalia leto I can hear the finance department saying, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Karapatara pa sandalia leto papapara sandara masinama. Papapapara sato papakala sitari santama. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Papapara sandalia leto papapapara sandalia lenoma. Oh, Lord, I, no one can compare with you, Lord. You are just so amazing. You are just so amazing. Your love is so amazing. Your mercy is so amazing. Your grace is so amazing. Everything you do is so amazing. Your compassion is so amazing. Your patience is so amazing. Oh, Lord, we deserve nothing, and you give us everything. We can do nothing. And you work wonders through us. We just praise you, Lord. We just bless you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Papa papara sandaria leto papa paparama. Bazandaria leto papa papara sandaria leto papa pazandama. Balandaria leto papa papara sandaria leto papa papara satapakalasinama. Papaparia leto papapakala sandaria leto papaparanama. Papapapara sandaria leto papapapara sandaria lenama. Now, thank you, Lord, that part of that prayer you prayed for us is that the Father's love for the Son would be in us. So, thank you, Lord, that as that is fulfilled, we will become more and more passionate in our love for you, in the way we pray. We will just become more and more passionate for your will, more and more pleased at seeing all the outworking of your will and your purpose. Oh, what a mighty God. Korata parabasandama. Oh, papapara satabaria leto papapa sandama. Oh, papapapara sandaria leto papapara sandarama. Oh, mamara sandaria leto papapapara sandama. Papaparia zato papakala sidri sandama. 
Bapare aleto papa zoturi santo papa patari azeto ma. Bapa papara sandari aleto papa papara sandari sandara mazuntana. Bapa papara soto paroto pasoturi sandari aleto mazuturi sandama. O papa papara sandari aleto papa parama. Oh hallelujah 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 hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. There's something else the Lord is going to do as a result of all that he's going to work out in us. And that's he's going to restore us to dancing. I, you know, I've been so conscious. There used to be such joy in our worship and so much dancing. Not, not when you're encountering him in the holy place, but at other places, just the joy and the dancing. Today, nobody dances. I don't see anybody dancing for joy. And, and you know, I think the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we're going to need some songs that express that joy. And people will be dancing again. Dancing for joy. Because well, I know that you can... You can go to places and they sing all the kinds of songs, that, you know, and people are dancing and it, it can all be rather superficial. Um, you know, I'm not denigrating that at all. But I believe the Lord wants the joy of the Lord to be our strength. <laughs> Amen. I think he wants to restore that joy to us along with everything else. So when you come back at the beginning of next term, bring your dancing shoes with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We exalt you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, come on, now we're going to pray for the harvest. The Lord says, pray for laborers to go out into the harvest. Hallelujah. We can't leave it to the angels. The angels will be helping us. The angels won't be doing it for us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, papa papara sandaria leto papa paria santa bacala situri sandama. Oh, papa paparia leto papa papara sata bacala situri sandama. E papa paria sata bacala situri sandama. Oh, papa paria leto papa papara sata paria leto papa paparandama. Oh, papa paso papa pacalarama. Oh, papa paria leto papa cala santama. Oh, papa paria leto basuturi sandaria leto masundama. Oh, papa papa, la sandaria, leto papa papa, la sandama. 
Il papà parlando, papà zando, papà rato, papà calasito di sandama. E papà parato, papà calasito di sandama. E papà parlato, papà calasandama. E papà parlato, papà papà parlato. E papà parlato, papà papà parlato. O papà parlato, papà parlato. E papà parlato, papà parlato. E mamara sandaria lero papapara sandaria lero papapacalasito di sandama. E papapara sandaria lero papaparama. E papa sandaria lero papapara sandaria lero papaparama. E passata paria lero papapara sandaria lero papaparama. E papapara sandaria lero papaposuto pesandama. E papapa sandaria lero papapara basso calatundama. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Papa papa razandaria lero papa papa razandaria lero papa papa baranama. Oh papa papa razandaria lero papa papa razandaria lero makorama. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. And the Lord says, Who shall we send? Who will go for us? And your answer is, here am I, Lord, send someone else. No, no, no. Here am I, Lord, send me, use me. Hallelujah. Come on. Use me, Lord, send me. I want to be fruitful for your kingdom, for your glory. Come on, we want to see the hundreds. We want to see the thousands. Not just the tens, not just the twenties. Come on, we're contending for harvest. Hallelujah. Here are we, Lord. Send us. Use us. Now the Lord tells us, you know, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I want you to thank the Lord for the lengthening of that bridge. I want you to thank him for the multitudes that are going to come and stand on that bridge. You won't even be able to count them. You won't even know them all. But as a result of what the Lord is doing, that is what... So let's thank him now. See it. If, if, if you need to imagine it in your mind's eye, this is no longer a little bridge over a stream. This is a mighty bridge that extends across a flood water filled with people. Come on, this is the harvest. This is the harvest. We thank you, Lord, for every single one. Thank you that our bridge will be too small, that the bridge will have to be extended. Hallelujah. More and more and more and more people. Thank you, Lord, that this is harvest. And thank you that you will be pleased in every one of them. And Lord, we are so pleased for you for the harvest that will be reaped for the glory of your name. Hallelujah. 
Kora la basandaria leto papaparama. Hora sandaria leto pasato papacalazidama. O papapara sandaria leto papaparama. O papazato papacalazitri sandaria lena masandama. O papapara sandaria leto papapara sandama. O ratapare leto papazandaria lena ma. O papapara sandaria leto papapapapara sandama. Hallelujah. Let's just hear Jesus' prayer for us. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. They in me and I See yourself standing on that bridge. Jesus just rising up out of the water, well not out of the water, but from above the water. Just rising up. Just as he enveloped me, he envelops you. Just totally Envelops you. So you are in him. And because you are in him, he is in you. Live in 
me and I in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Lord. That we are in you and you are in each of us. Praise your holy name. You may remember that a little while ago I told you of that time in South Wales where I was passionately having to cry out to the Lord because revival needed to happen in the meeting that night and how I saw the Lord and he was walking away and saying the people didn't want him and then he finally said, for your sake I will tarry. You remember that? And I said that word is not a word I would ever have used. Well, the other day the Lord said to me, when you cried out to me, I tarried and you saw revival that night. Now it's your turn to tarry. That just as I remained there for you in that situation, so now you would tarry and remain with me wherever I lead you. And I believe that's what God is saying to all of us at this moment. That's why I share it with you. Live in me and I in you. Rest in me and I in you. Remain in me and I in you. Tarry in me for my sake and I in you. Hallelujah. with him oh lord you're so good <laughs> come on let's just praise him let's just finish with a great burst of praise oh thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you papapapara sandalia leto papapapara sandalia leto papapara sandalia papapapara leto papaparanda pasoto di sandara masuntama Papara Satharia Leto Papaparia Leto Papapa Santana. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Korata Papapapara Sandama. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. For you have forgiven all my sins, healed all my diseases. You've delivered me from the pit. You've crowned me with love and compassion. You satisfy 
the desires of my heart, renewing my youth like the eagles. Thank you, Lord. I feel like the youngest person in this room this morning. Praise your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Papa papara sandalia leto papapara masuntana. Papa papara sandalia leto papapara leto sotari sandana. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your patience. And thank you for all that you're going to do for the glory, honor, and praise of your holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.